Hello and welcome. I'm going to start this again. It's absolute <laughs> madness because he disappeared on the intro. <laughs> that was so quick. That was just on like, the wow. intro. It was all going so well. <laughs> do you reckon he? Do you reckon we should keep going, whoever he'd log back in again? So there oh, he comes. That, oh, so there he is. There he is. And there welcome. He is. We found him. To the Bones Horror Podcast. That was great. Oh, he's still muted. Start. He's still muted. Really we, we can't there, there he is. There we hey. go. <laughs> Got this. That was a great intro. Shall I leave it <laughs> I'm in? back. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely do it. Yeah. So this is our episode 56. The Lighthouse. And a bit of Starship Troopers. Yes. Okay. So... For those who followed the podcast since episode one, it was uh, myself and and my friend Stephen, who lives far, far away from me. And uh, I just want to talk about him, really, because he hasn't been very well over the last week. He had a stroke last week, so you don't mind me saying. Um, So he's gradually getting better, and hopefully we're getting back on a podcast at some point. But, you know, if you want to wish, you know... Wish him good luck getting better and things. Give us a shout. Um, I'm quite sad about it all. He's been one of my best friends for over 20 years. And, uh, yeah, it's, he literally couldn't walk um, the last few days. So, sad times, but hopefully he's, he's on the up and he, he'll be out of hospital soon. Um, lockdown, which I thought we were all getting through. And then today I get this little uh, message pinged to me saying, you must isolate for eight days. And I've had two vaccinations, so this is a bit annoying now, and it's starting to take the piss a bit. So I can't work now for eight days. I have to sit at home, do gardening and things like that. Um, And one of my best friends around here has COVID, so he's not very well at all. Um, He's had no vaccinations yet. So uh, hopefully it'll get better. And then next time on the podcast, everything's back to normal. Right. And anyone been up to anything? I've all my sad news I've just talked about. <laughs> um, I know Jess has started a new job. Yeah. Which I'm very well, prou- proud of her. Ca- you yeah. have, haven't you? I have a new job, but I'm temporarily doing my old job until... Yeah someone can take over that job and I can start right. a new job. Um, so there's a lot going on at the minute, but they've just hired someone, well, offered someone the job. So hopefully in a few weeks, I will be moving to an office and be a marketing manager. Nice. This is great. Very good. So, this is very ex- excellent news. Very exciting. So <laughs> hopefully Jess has some time left for us. <laughs> hope so. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Larry, what have you been up to? Uh, the mini- miniatures this week? Little miniatures? <laughs> <laughs> you miniatures? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I've, uh, I've mainly been watching uh, quite a lot of stuff. I- I've been playing this new game um, as well, which was pretty decent, called Chivalry 2. Uh, it's kind of come out Ooh. recently. Um, Did you go on YouTube or something? Have you got something out playing that game? I'm sure I saw something. Uh, yeah, I put some. I put it on somewhere. Um, I put like a clip of it on Instagram. Um, is that PC or Xbox? It's, that's or Xbox. It? But it says that it's um, crossplay. Although I haven't put this to the test okay. yet, so fingers crossed. Yeah, it is. But yeah, it's great. I couldn't recommend it enough. It's just 
uh kind of set in like when there's knights and and all and you get to choose those kind of characters and just run around in big battles like kind of like game of thrones-esque but without dragons and stuff and all that it's a oh yeah yeah it's only yeah all online. online yeah so you just so you just run around yeah it's paper. tricky though yeah with, it's, it's with tricky because like there's when I loaded it up, I just thought it would be like mash a certain button, probably. But the tutorial itself, and it was done quite well. Um, yeah, it's there's kind of like a strategy to it. So I would recommend it, or even if it's just having a little look at it. It's pretty yeah, decent. I'll have a look at it. Because I've been playing, I was just talking about games. Me and my son started playing Rust, right? On the Xbox. <laughs> On the Xbox. So what I found with this game is you put a lot of time of effort in, right? So you build these little bases, and my son was nearly in tears, a story I'm about to tell you. <laughs> um, so we, we build it all and reinforce it and everything else. Spend a couple of days doing it. You know, not literally days, but a few hours here and there. Come back the next day, someone's blown your fucking doors off and taken everything. <laughs> Blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> I, so, right, I actually had this conversation earlier back. with Rob because yeah. I want to play it. <laughs> And I'm like, what was the point? Like, I was really enjoying this game. I wasn't attacking anyone. He wasn't attacking anyone. We were grinding out, getting it built. And then some bell ends come along and just blow the doors off, take your stuff, and for what? Yeah. Is this the aim of the game? It's just to piss people off. Yeah. Is it? Well, I said to Rob earlier, I was like, oh, it's on, on sale on Steam. And I was thinking of getting it. Yeah. Uh, he was like, yeah. you'll hate it because people are assholes and you're they just really annoyed online groupers. I was like, oh. Yeah. That's the aim of the game is just to be an arsehole. Um, and that would suit a lot of people. I think Paul would enjoy that. So, like, anyway, sorry, Ewan. Anything this week? Well, you know, I, I, I've mainly been sort of keeping in, keeping inside. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always slightly sort of anxious and hesitant to even go outside, but I've been to London a few times to see uh, film screenings and stuff. Um, but I nice. went last uh, last week when uh, England and Germany were pl- were playing, and uh, they had this massive screen in Trafalgar Square. And I- I've gotten slightly more into the football recently because like everyone's going on about it. But at the time, I was just I'm not a big fan of crowds, and I was in like the middle of Leicester Square. And just everyone just going, <laughs> it's coming home, it's coming home, every like 15 seconds. Coming home, like, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's what, that's the word. That's, <laughs> that's the, that's what they're saying. So we might as well call it now and say we've won the Euro. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sweden, <laughs> Sweden, are you listening? It's coming home. I <laughs> love that. Um, so, yeah, that's me. Um, I've, I've just been moseying around, I guess. Yeah, we. So. Denmark tomorrow night. Mm. So I'll be watching that. So let's get on to this film. So The Lighthouse, made in 2019. Um, a brief, brief light description of this film. What do you call it, Jess? Synopsis? Synopsis. Synopsis. Now, <laughs> I don't really know how to explain it because I, I, think, I think it's a tale kind of, of loneliness. But I might completely be wrong on that. Because I, I'm not sure what's real in it, what's not. I don't know if there's real mermaids. I don't know if there's... I don't know what the fuck his name is, whether he was lying. But, so I don't know lots of things. So, like, I've no idea what's going on. So, what is it a tale of loneliness or is it a tale of 
dream and all. I, I don't know. What is it, Larry? <laughs> tell us, tell us the truth, Larry. <laughs> if you were to explain it in just a couple of mm. lines, um, I'd say it's very much open to interpretation. Um, I don't think that you're wrong at all. I, th- I hate this. I don't like that because <laughs> it's don't. It's just people making stuff up. That's what it is. But that's that's, that's, that's every, every film. film. <laughs> Seems to be every film Larry likes. It's like oh, it could be anything, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> Could be aliens. Was it aliens? I don't know. <laughs> What's that mermaid reel? Please tell me. <laughs> well, 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 people who haven't seen the lighthouse yeah, have no idea what's going on at the moment. <laughs> so, I just want a couple of lines. So, is it a tale of loneliness? Well, again, so like it's it's up very much for interpretation. I this that is a, definitely a theme that is put within um, the film. Um, it's very much. Uh, what I take away from it um, is that it's about a man's kind of like the the, the character of Robert Patterson, his his mental state um, and how it deteriorates. And there are specific things in the film that are purposely designed to make the audience feel like that. So there's a specific scene where they're basically two lighthouse keepers um go to this island to watch over this lighthouse and they're supposed to be there a certain amount of time and essentially then um they end up missing their but their boat home and it's very much left as to how long they've been there what's really going on um but yeah that specific scene just in general is when they the uh, william defoe's character the other lighthouse keeper who's the very much the one in charge uh purposely gets robert patterson's character drunk uh, the night before they go, and he's very much designed to just—he's very much uh, fucking with uh, Robert Patterson in that day. He has a very bipolar relationship yeah. with him. One minute he talks to him really professionally and almost in a kind of friendly manner. The next, it's like I fucking hate you. Um, so <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong in that. It is—it's very much about loneliness. I think that it's also about guilt. Um, it's also about how one kind of deals with isolation um and yeah um but i think it's designed it has a very lovecraftian take on it where it's the fear of the unknown so there's a lot of uh like folklore tell stories in there of the seagulls and the god of the sea prometheus and all that sort of stuff um but yeah i guess yeah i'd say you're not wrong it's very much open to interpretation yeah well, thank, thanks for those couple of brief lines on, on the introduction there. <laughs> Much appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is Lawrence's. Um, oh, yeah. Brilliant, Lawrence. So, no, he explained a lot there. Actually. Yeah. Well, this is so, one of your favourite films, it is. Isn't it, Lawrence, or at least in, definitely in the last. Yeah. Few well, years. so I yeah. mentioned the witch earlier. The witch had come out, and I agree. Like I had seen that, and I thought that that was really good. Um, and then I heard that he was uh, making his second film that you know the lighthouse and i had when i heard this like kind of buzz around it i was very much like oh this is very much right up my alley with like lovecraft horror and so when i saw the first trailer which i think it was shown it's i want to say it was sundance it was somewhere like that um it had yeah. a very weird release um and then yeah watched it the first time and i, I was not disappointed it's, it's kind of what i wanted from a film like that because i feel that me and you and discussed this the other day 
um we were talking about lovecraft horror and sometimes people seem to think that that means you know big old creature in the water which then snatches people and eats them and then like you know cthulhu-esque but it's actually more about the fear of the unknown and actually no not knowing what's real not you know distinguishing the two i find anyway so i think it kind of serves that purpose i also think i also think with the lighthouse it it seems to me because i i first watched it um actually before it came out i saw it at the london film festival in I think it was in 2019 yeah. or maybe, maybe it was, yeah, it was 2019. And, um, it was at a really big screen. It was at the, um, Odeon Lux in, uh, Leicester square, like really lovely screen. Unfortunately, it was like, as, as usual with the London film festival, they, they show a lot of their big films right early on in the morning. So they showed the lighthouse about nine o'clock <laughs> in the morning and it was a really disorienting experience, but it's funny. Cause I, I didn't take to it, um, when I first watched it, um, even in the in you know in the cinema and everything, I mean, I, I thought it was a you know beautifully made uh, film, but um, I, I, I guess I didn't really relate mm. to it. But I think the second time I relate, I I liked it a lot more, and I think that's because when I went in, I assumed it would just be, um, even though I seen the trailers and it was all black and white, and it's Robert Eggers, so it wouldn't be a a, a, a usual experience. I kind of expected a more I don't know, a more typical horror film experience. And because I didn't get that, I was sort of, I don't know, I, th- I think I was slightly disappointed. Whereas when I watched it a second time, it was far more, because I knew what to expect, it became a, a bit more fulfilling. And in many ways, I don't, I don't treat it as a horror film. I treat it as a kind of demented sitcom mm-hmm. in, a, in a strange way, like like sort of Steptoe, or, uh, Steptoe and Son. Yeah, I agree. Kind of <laughs> I've, got many, way. I've got many questions about it in a minute. Many questions. So, uh, so it was directed by Robert Eggers. Yeah. 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 And he, and he co-wrote it yeah. with his brother. Mm. So I wrote that down. Max, um, Robert Eggers made the witch as we just talked about. So it starred Robert Pattinson as Tom Winslow, Ephraim or Thomas. Yeah. Or young. Or yeah. In the else, script, so. he has a young and old, um, uh, Willem Dafoe is Thomas Wake. Not really many actors. Other than the seagull was great, the one with my <laughs> eye. I thought, again, we do love seagulls on this podcast. Um, but I thought he was great, even when he was getting his brain smashed in. I thought <laughs> it's a real seagull yeah. as well, not not, not no. the one that gets head Sully. Oh, real, it was his name's Sully. <laughs> it Sully. says deceased <laughs> now on the, on, on, <laughs> on his Wikipedia. On his, yeah, yeah. his own Wikipedia page. Yeah, you should. I advise anyone to go read his bio on IMDb. It's um, oh, really? it's, it's very good. <laughs> wow. yep. yeah. uh, um, at a budget of four million, mm. a box office of eighteen million, mainly due to Larry going to watch it. I actually didn't um, see it in cinemas. Ro- uh, ironically, I had to wait until it came out on streaming on Am- Yeah, yeah, because really? it was impossible. Um, it showed at some cinemas. But then they took it out and it, it didn't get a normal release. It was very much, oh, you have to wait till. Ah, mm. That's done well yeah. then. To, uh, I was very surprised. Really by it, it. Yeah. I, it... yeah, that is strange because it, it is a very cinematic. Well, I say it's a very cinematic film because it's a film. But in terms of like how it's mm. made and everything, how the shots like play out, it's very sort of. It should be I think in America scenario. it must have had a normal release. But I know over in the UK it didn't. It wasn't released like to normal cinemas. 
Yeah. yeah. But that's what surprised me, actually, because I, um, I only realized this today because I watched the um, the making of um, uh, like a few hours ago. And I actually didn't realize, and I don't know if this is me being thick, but I actually didn't realize that it wasn't set in Britain. And the reason why I thought it was, or, or at least off the coast of Britain, and the reason I thought it was because their accents are very British or British sounding, whereas actually, as Robert Pattinson says in The Making Of, it's actually the the accents in Maine, so, you know, north, um, sort of northeast ex- section of America, the accents in Maine actually sounded very, very British, sort of West of England style. So... It was. It was really. It was a really, really revelation that it was actually American as opposed to British. So I don't. I don't know, maybe that's one of the reasons why it did so well in America. That's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, Jess. What you? What do you think? I'm not going to ask these two, but what do you think? I'm gonna say like eighty-five. Okay, so it's ninety. Well, that's, that's that. That's. I didn't realize it would be that high because I because because yeah. it, it is one of those movies. I think that. I reckon a lot of people would hate, um, at least um, if like Amazon reviews or anything to go by. It would be sort of, uh, I'd imagine a lot of people would be very sort of frustrated. I've noticed though now though, Uh, that as the film's been out quite a while, there are still more people uh, studying it and like bringing out their own interpretations of it. And there are so many different ones. And what's great is that none of them, you know, none of them you can turn to and be like, that is com- you know, completely wrong because there's, it's mm. so left open to that. I mean, there's little things in there that point towards certain revelations and stuff, but primarily it is very much left down to what you believe has happened on that little island, which is mental because they actually built that whole lighthouse. Just don't see that at all, hardly with certain films, just built the whole light. It's built out of miniatures. <laughs> honestly, if it was a honestly, when when watching that making of, and they just had all the construction crew just putting together this lighthouse, it's ridiculous. It's, honestly, is it real then, or is it like made? No, it's out a real. Of, it's a like, it's a real story. lighthouse. They made it's, it. It's, yeah. a, it's a real lighthouse yeah. with certain bits that probably it's still um, there. I believe so. I think that it's not a working lighthouse. Like it, it does work, but I don't think it's like used as a working lighthouse but i believe the set is still yeah. there so it's... just just a question on the lighthouse how did they make the noise oh it's great noise yeah the... oh, maybe they, <laughs> they maybe they took yeah. a from you kev with that uh sh- that ship on noise you play before the podcast mm. all the time <laughs> What? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one <laughs> literally if you play that twice that's the opening so... of the film <laughs> But yeah. how is that sound <laughs> made? Because it's obviously it runs off. Does it run off steam? This lighthouse. They're, they're, they're smashing coal into it, aren't they? Right. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a big light up there. Mm. And how is the sound generated? I don't know. It's, it's, but, uh, right. but but I, but I think it's all part of that kind of. It's creating. It's first of all creating that atmosphere. Bloody loud, um, wasn't it? You can yeah, imagine how loud it was in there. It's really loud, and it's also quite interesting because I think um, uh, Lawrence, you spoke about this um, with Cloverfield about how um, the filmmakers use sound design almost mm-hmm. like music, and they, they talked about this in the making of, of of the Lighthouse as well. How they sort of merged the music and the sound design together, which includes that ship horn, which which oh, is it a ship horn? Is it a lighthouse horn? Whatever it is, um, it's kind of like. It, when I first heard it, it's almost like mm-hmm. music. 
and you sort of interpret it as music and part of that but then you realize it's more uh, i think the word is diegetic where it's like it's, it's actually a part of um uh, the, the the scenery in a way and it makes it so much more disorienting and you hear it occasionally and even though I'm not I wasn't that scared of the film when that noise came up it was it's very unsettling mm. I, I didn't find it at all scary for any of it um, mm. now I tried to get my son to watch it with me Ollie the oldest one last night and he thought he was watching Cold Skin um, which you've probably seen, Mary. No, cold skin. I thought you were talking about literally cold. That's skin. what I thought as well. <laughs> first, skin. I was like, oh, <laughs> cold skin. <laughs> have you seen it? No, um, no. I don't believe so. I might have. The name's not ringing a bell though. Oh, there's some guys. I don't think they're in a lighthouse. They might be. They're on a. They're on an island anyway. And these creatures come at night, and he manages to capture one. It's very much has that kind of feel to it. What I want to say that the lighthouse does have a bit of that. Um, and he thought he was watching it last night. And when I told him it wasn't that, he went to bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after about 20 minutes, um, I was gonna say, I don't think it's probably <laughs> cold skin is worth a watch, Larry. I think you'd enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, um, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure you in or Jess. I'll give it a watch. Cold skin. I think you would enjoy it. Um, highly recommend it. Seven boners, I would have thought. <laughs> um, so, Jess, did you watch it off my account? You did watch it? Uh, I just found it online. Okay. Yeah. Right. Totally legally. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things I want to talk about, and I expect you all do, but like... Um, what I don't know if I missed something. Remember, I've watched this twice. Um, Ephraim or Thomas? Thomas was he or Ephraim? Was he killed by Thomas? Can you just explain that, or did he just die accidentally? Do you, do you actually know, or was there no Ephraim or Thomas? Is he someone else? So he's basically Robert Patterson has taken the identity of somebody else, um, which ironically <coughs> is real name and like real identity kind of resolves back to like reading the script again of um young and old um so that they're like very much it's like an older version of robert patterson who's manning the lighthouse um but yeah it's it's heavily implied that he basically um whether it was an accident or not but it's implied that he killed the other matey and then decided to take his role almost into that which is why he's so you know there's a heavy emphasis on why just spill your beans because it's almost that thing of you know your his guilt is very much like he how he portrays that in isolation and to himself and um yeah so it's implied yes that he did kill that me so maybe under the influence of alcohol he did that because he didn't want to drink it. First, yeah, well, that's the other thing is that William Defoe's character in the film exploits a lot for of what Robert Patterson's character um, does or does not want to do. I mean, even like when it comes down to the to the drinking, they they run out of alcohol, and so they end up uh, what is it they do? They end up taking like using some of the I forget what it's called. I don't know if it's like um, re- remnants of the oil. But they mix it basically, and it's like it's very, very obviously dangerous. But they obviously they've got to that point where they are their dependency of it. But 
yeah, it's it's William Defoe basically like fucking around with it. He's brilliant in it. Uh, yeah, I he think they're brilliant. both they're um, both fantastic for a two two character cast holding the whole like kind of film. I don't ever think any of their performances are dull or come across as like you know boring. No. They are both they both you can tell they're both giving probably one hundred and ten percent in that, which I love because that's mm. that's what adds to the effect for me. Well. Some of the fart humor at the beginning that that was just mm. brilliant. It was just timing. It was just funny. Mm. Um, but you know, I haven't got too much more to say on it. There, there's there's something I want to talk about. that happens at the end. But um, but you guys need to just tell us what you liked or what you didn't really. I totally that that the, the bit with the the light at the end is that what you call it in lighthouse? The big light where it. I don't know if he's what's going on with him, but we'll talk about that in a bit because that is a proper spoiler, isn't it? So, um, so what are your thoughts? It, so Jess is the first watch, isn't it? Yeah. So, was um, it what you thought it was going to be? Cause I, I have I, no idea what it was. I didn't look anything up beforehand. So, I, I probably should have paid more attention to it, but I put it on. And I had no idea when it was made, who was going to be in it or anything. And I sat here the whole time being like, this guy really looks like Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw William Dafoe and I was like, oh, that probably is Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and then I realised. Um, and I just like, <sighs> there was just tentacles and mermaids. And like, mm. I, just, I looked away for a second and suddenly there was this mermaid on screen and I didn't really know what was going on for the most part. <laughs> I watched a video afterwards explaining the film, uh, which obviously talked about like the gods, um, Poseidon, and stuff like that. And I guess that all kind of could Aquaman. make sense. He could have been in it. Yeah, I'm stuck Aquaman was... in it. Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have any likes or dislikes on this film. I just didn't really connect yeah. with it whatsoever. So, and yeah. and you know, I, I can sort of empathise with that because I think. Um, I think the difficulty with the film is that it's sort of uh, it's very mysterious you d- you don't quite know where it is even though it was filmed in like Nova Scotia and stuff you, you don't really know where it is you're not really sure about these characters and I, it, I mean if there, if there's one flaw I think for me is that I I just wanted more time with the characters um which you know is probably not an actual criticism because that suggests I I, I really like the film but also I I really like um, especially after the second watch, it's sort of I really like the interpretive nature of it. In that it can sort of it it's sort of yours to figure out um, stuff that happens. So, for example, my interpretation was that um, uh, I mean, like what you were saying about loneliness earlier, Kev, is that Willem Dafoe's character is actually like on his own on the island, and he's left with all his um, like traumas and griefs and uh like you know guilt for guilt for stuff he's done in the past and robert pattinson is essentially the younger version of himself um and the sort of arguments he has and the sort of the younger version eventually killing the older version in the in the end and then he's ended up being punished for it It, it's again that's only my um, interpretation of it and i think that's that's the great thing about these kinds of films even though i still have reservations about the lighthouse as a whole i just i just love the fact that robert eggers has created this thing where you can sort of um when when everyone 
can have a different take on it. Um, and I think, uh, I think also just the choice to have it in black and white and in not um, Academy ratio, which is the sort of Hollywood ratio of the time. So it's not one point three three, but it's one point one nine, which is an even tighter, even tighter frame. And you can sort of see it. it, it I mean, it's, it, it's it's obviously no surprise in the fact that it, that all the sets were designed and all of them were faked to some extent because you can see how perfectly aligned with the camera and how with the aspect ratio and stuff it is. And in some ways that makes it more disorienting. I also think it's interesting because watching the making of you watch, obviously they show clips of stuff that happened like that. And there were shots like pretty memorable shots that I just forgotten entirely. And I think that sort of adds to the effect in some ways, because it's almost like trying to remember a dream where you sort of, remember snippets and you think oh yeah that's a really vivid thought i had and i just totally forgotten it and i think um i i think above all i think this film does so well in terms of atmosphere i mean i really like the characters and the dialogue as well but i think in terms of atmosphere he's got it pretty eggers have got it pretty nailed down um and i i, I think it's very good yeah i agree with that bam most of it yeah i love rob eggers like I'm looking so forward to his next venture, which is called The Northman. Um, but yeah, with this, mm. with this, I, I agree with all of that. Like, it's it's one of those films that I think Robert Eggers is so he has such a, an attention to detail, um, and especially like with The Witch beforehand, and with this, I think that he's always going to be one of those directors where his films aren't for everyone. But I think that. I think that in this case, it's. I think like with the witch, he's gone for a very folklore tale atmosphere. With this, he goes for a very Lovecraftian. So it'll be interesting to see what his third film is going to be. And I, I again, it's so weird, but I love how he's titling them all as well, like the witch, the lighthouse, the Northman. Mm-hmm. So I am. I, I think. I think. I. You know, if if the Northman comes out and it has a very similar kind of atmosphere to this then yeah i mean it it could be perceived as kind of like keeping up with that but i'm i'm hoping that each one has a very distinct genre to it um i also feel like he's did you ever feel like did you feel like he's just like he's just getting started yeah in terms of like this is this is just the beginning where and and he's going to have a like a you know a very prolific career just creating mm-hmm. like <laughs> ridiculous like ridiculously interesting films uh, yeah i feel that that's the 100%. case 100 yeah 100% like i feel as though again people i can understand it not being like their their uh probably their cup of tea um and i do think that there are certain audiences for his films same with ariaster with midsummer and hereditary mm. um you know they're very different forms of horror um, and as you said, this borderlines comedic at certain points because it's it, mm. how it deals with its characters. But yeah, I feel that Robert Eggers and Ariaster, they both have this very prolific style about them. And I feel that both of them with their upcoming films are only just going to expand on it. And I, I do feel that this and The Witch will become dare i say cult but i do think it has that sort of status at the moment where when it's mentioned 
and it's discussed upon, there's still so many things coming out about all, all of those realms of films that I do think that it's the the way in which horror will evolve in future. I, I feel as though there's a certain market at the moment which is very much based on remakes and sequels and, you know, very much highlighted with, like, anthologies or the seventh film in the whatever, whatever. And I feel as though when... With these sort of films, and I guess you could say like a, a experimental esque sort of films, they're more original. Yeah, I feel I feel like, as though they like I feel as though more more independent story. like filmmakers will probably take a step in that direction when they're doing like horrors. Well, well Lawrence, what, what, what about what will happen in ten years when there'll be a lighthouse prequel? <laughs> uh, it can go in the bin with every James Wan <laughs> horror film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a prequel, a sequel, so, nothing. It like this is what I mean. Like it's like if they did it with the witch, if they brought the witch to haunting season, I'd be like, I'd just be like, stop. Oh, so these that sounds great. Of course that it does. Amazing. And then you get the third one as well, the Revenge yeah. of the Witch, <laughs> and then the Witch, th- the Witch Three, Annabelle Rising, Wrath. Yeah, Wrath. Yeah, oh, I can see it now, mate. Yeah. No, my last mm-hmm. question. At the end, he, he obviously what happens happens, and he makes his way up the lighthouse. Mm. And at first, I thought he was being burnt by the light. What is going on? Is he absorbing some kind of power? From exactly is- Robert Eggers' own words, not quoting word for word, but the way that he put it is that the same way in that the witch at the end, you have Anya Taylor Joy looking at something and then you know it builds up and you never really see the go you know the transformation of of that and her ascend into that they're both based on not only famous paintings but also that it goes back to that lovecraftian fear which is they could show you a big massive monster they could show you uh, a face in the light or a, a jump scare um but it would never match to what you would think that horror could be so it's very much again left to it's very much it's very much saying that nothing that they would show you would ever be what you would come up in your own head so it's very much that he when he looks into the light he sees something that we probably could go oh, is it this is it this and i think that's the mystery behind it yeah well i mean i th- i think it's uh i think it's both with um the witch and um the lighthouse in that that final shot there's a kind of i don't know there's like it's almost like a feeling of ecstasy and it's like there's sort of i mean both taylor joy and Panson seem to be going into a sort of i don't know a a a, a really sort of the almost happy or just sort of pleasurable existence i think i mean that's how i interpreted it mm. anyway i mean it's the part I, I think that's part of the reason why willem dafoe's character keeps going up there all the time is to sort of re-experience that feeling of ecstasy that whatever ecstasy that that um light brings him um and uh, yeah and i think it's all it's always up to interpretation what that uh, that light can be i mean it's almost like um uh the briefcase in pulp mm. fiction where you're just sort of like it, it almost doesn't matter what it is actually it's just it's just what it what yeah. it creates and what um feeling it engenders um and i think again that's part of why the film's so really good at, at the end i presume he lives right so how 
Do you think he was saved not long after that, or? Um, I mean, because I know he had a he had a couple of injuries and a, and, and he had a pet bird eating him. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that's do you that's think based... he lived? Do you think he yeah, lived? Yeah, so that's based on the that's based on the like Prometheus taking fire from the gods and the imagery at the end of having the seagulls poke out uh, his intestines, his eyes is Prometheus, his punishment where he would get basically tied to a rock. Uh, birds would come and peck out his innards and overnight they would heal. And in the, the next morning it would repeat. So the idea for my interpretation personally is that the him that we see fall down the stairs after the light is gone triangle, is, isn't it? is very much him. But I feel as though it's gone full triangle. I feel as though the end, like the end shot of Robert Patterson being eaten by the seagulls, is very much an, an interpretation for probably his soul of how he feels tortured every day, of that consistent, you know, meddled with fire, tried to steal fire, kills William Defoe in order to obtain that fire, being the light, and is almost punished for it. So that that's my interpretation. So, but again, there's no. Yeah, I, I kind of felt that's why I thought. It, it felt like he was going to live, kind of. I, I mean, I I, 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 I suppose I interpreted it more emotionally than that. I, I sort of thought that it, it's far more to do with his guilt mm. and how he feels like he should be punished. Um, and I feel like, because it, again, in my interpretation, I think both characters are the same person. Mm. I feel like with the absorption that Willem Dafoe characters had of all the mythology and all the sort of folklore and stuff, he sort of interpreted that almost like in a Promethean way in that he feel, feels like he deserves to be punished and and the way he wants to be punished is, is by having the birds eat his intestines. And maybe that happens every day mm. and maybe that circles back to the Promethean where the same, you know, <laughs> that's just one day in, in the, in the existence of this man. And then it re- repeats itself. Um, yeah. So, Boners. I'm so, so glad we watched this very happy, fun film. <laughs> um, I, I, personally, I, I is it horror? It has slight elements. Hmm. I don't think it is horror. You might disagree, Larry. Um, it does make you feel uncomfortable at times. Hmm. I personally, yeah, I personally um, do think it is, but I do think that it puts other elements in that, like the comedy. And the way it's structured and stuff. Yeah. It's not, again, it depends because there's very different, many forms of scary. Um, So for me, I think it fits into horror, but just not conventional horror, such as like, you know, scares and, um, and, you know, I think it's more about the feeling of feeling a bit like uncomfortable in certain scenes. And and yeah, yeah, definitely. So for me, I'd give it a six. Um, and I will watch it again now. Now I've bought it, I'm going to have to. Um, Jess? I'd <laughs> uh, probably give it a five, because I just okay. didn't connect at all with it. That's a good score. Really? You're in? Yeah, well, so when I watched the first time, I would probably give it a seven. But after watching the second time, I'd probably an eight for me. Oh, nice. Larry? <laughs> Nine? Yeah, Ten. yeah. <laughs> no, so, so me personally, it's the same with the witch, um, because they are both two of my absolute favourites. It's up there with the thing, and it's up there with Alien. Uh, so yeah, it is. It is a ten. I said this when it first came out, and a lot of people did say to me the same of like, "Are you, would you? You know, are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah, 
because I've just for me personally, <laughs> it goes beyond just the film for me in this with this one and the witch. It's a lot of you see a lot of people when they do horrors, they're like it's very much like ah, quick CGI, throw this in, yep. Yeah, uh, but and for me, the Robert Eggers is such a and again, this is just to me, but he's such a great director who really loves his craft and cares about it that I think the film even if it might not be everyone's cup of tea, I think it's a masterful film, the same as The Witch, the way it's shot, the sound, the colour, the dialogue, and the acting. Just that's why it gets a 10 for me. Well, we're looking at about seven and a half. It beats one paper. <laughs> I was very worried. It did beat. I was very worried. <laughs> I, uh, I was never going to give it... Uh, Lower. Wow. Has it got the same as Swan Paint for me? Maybe. I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember what I'll give it. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of actually. They've been on, uh, been on offer recently. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I was not expecting that. You like a pepperoni. I'm interested so, to see what everyone thought yeah. of the other one. Very different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> purposely tried to make it Are we different. Gonna... <laughs> So we're yeah. going to quickly talk about maybe 10 minutes on, 15 minutes on Starship. It doesn't Troopers. need too long. <laughs> it doesn't need yeah. too long. I'm just going to go, to, I, 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 again, I'm going to be unprofessional again and just go to the <laughs> toilet. So just uh, talk amongst yourselves and I'll uh, I'll return. <laughs> <laughs> just in a bit. <laughs> so, Starship Troopers. Is it Paul Verhaven? Yeah. Verhoeven, yeah. Dutch director. Yeah, same director as Total Recall, um, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and and many other good films. Just reminded me of something I watched the other night that I absolutely adore. And I watched it. Maybe it was the last night, night before. I will talk about that in a minute. Um, does remind me. Um, so Starship Troopers, nineteen ninety seven. That's pretty old, um, and yet the effects hold up. Uh, like they definitely hold up. Budget 105 million, mm. box office 121 million. That was the only one released at the cinema. Because I think there are a few mm. of these. There's even like, like a cartoon versions of this, isn't there? Or like yeah, they this. made loads of sequels afterwards, but they yeah. each sequel decreased in budget heavily. <laughs> so. This for me is a bunch of cheese. <laughs> it's so cheesy. No, but it, don't don't don't. I, I found some of the dialogue extremely annoying. I found the girl with the eyebrows extremely annoying. Carmen the way or she is this was. Carmen? His original yeah, girlfriend, Carmen. not the other girl. Yeah, the other Carmen. girl I quite Dizzy. liked actually. Yeah, is it? Yeah, Dizzy was really good. She was uh, more yeah. kind of. I've seen this film too many times. She was prettier for starters. Um, but yeah, she was more on it and more fun and certainly acted better. Um, uh, Denise Richards, isn't it? Mm. Was the other one. Honestly, I've wanted it every time she's in it, the way she talks. And the thing was, if that was my girlfriend, like, like the way she reacted with the other guy as well, she's just like, I don't know. The signal she's constantly sending out, and he's taking mm. it, 
And she acts like she's a really good person that and she wasn't. She was bloody. Oh yes, yeah, I will not disagree um, with you on on any of it. Like she is absolutely <laughs> horrible person. Oh, they're lovely. Look at my eyebrows. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's Come like on. piss off love. So you got the other one, Dizzy, who really likes uh what's his name? It says Private Corporal, Sergeant Lieutenant Rico. Right, he goes through every rank, doesn't he, in the space of a couple of days. But then again, that the maybe yeah. general, give it another day. That's or I two. think though that plays into that. That's something that I think. Again, I the whole for me anyway the, that the film is a very much a satire on war. It's it the you know the advert breaks that you get halfway between where it's like, would you like to know more? And it's very much, you know, oh, let's show this. Let's show all these kids stamping on bugs. And it's like, ah, oh, the only good bug is a dead bug. And it's, it's very, it's is very he, satirical. It? It's trying to almost, you know. Yeah. It was that Robocop. He did Robocop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just, I just looked at that because it just reminded me of that totally. And what was the other one? Um, Schwarzenegger. Total Recall. Um Hollow Man, which is it's that wrong with that film? <laughs> yeah, Invisible Rapist Men. It's just like, yeah, it's just weird, mate. There's something wrong with them as well. Um, Are you muted, Ewan, or is this just me? Yeah, I thought so. It I thought muted. so. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I could. I was talking. I, know. I was. I know. Ta- <laughs> that's why. You did. Oh, I right. thought that the mic. I thought that oh, my. Sorry, it was on my end. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <I'll just double laughs> um, but yeah, oh, no. I, it's. I love it. I like. I love it as just a filmed. I've seen it so many times with um, my friend Reese. We 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 love this film because we watched it. Like we, it was one of those things that we talk about, like at a young age, and it was just like that go-to, like, oh, this is over the top, cheesy. Like I mentioned it with you in the other day that just every single line of dialogue can be laughed at because it take it's it's so, you know, just little things like when Neil it's Neil so Patrick bad. Harris comes in and he's now a ge- <laughs> like a proper general dressed in a certain, you know, in a in a certain way, and it's and it's very much like. Oh, you know, every bit of time is like, you knew that bugs were on this place. It's like, well, too bad, boys and girls. And you're just like, what? <laughs> this is so, like, but like, that's what I think makes it so funny. <laughs> did the bugs have aircraft, like, stuff? Um, they don't have, like, aircraft, but the the idea, again, is, like, with the satirical nature of the war stuff, like, the they, they skip over it very quickly and... Uh, Again, it was another thing I was saying to you in the, um, about it, is that they say that the bugs caused the, you know, they threw the first meteor at the humans, but it's actually the other way around. If you look very closely in the background, the humans are the one who initiate it, but then through their advertising and everything like that, they try and paint it a certain way where they're like, whoa, we're being attacked. And again, I just love it. I just love how... <laughs> they're great bugs. No, yeah, the design is so, great. So basically... It's just Earth, the humans fighting bugs, giant ones at that. Yeah, well, they threaten to like. I, I imagine there would be a way that they'd get over because there's the big brain bug that is, you yeah. know, is, is right. obviously like uh, coordinating everything. But yeah, I think the fear is that like they're they've got bugs on one planet that are moving to di- like that are, I guess, burrowing on different planets and firing asteroids at Earth. So the idea is that set in the future and the human race are going to mount 
attacks on on it, and it's like a war that's been kind of escalating and escalating. And yeah, Jess, what were your thoughts on this? Oh, wait, this is probably so stupid. Rotten Tomatoes. What Rotten Tomatoes has got sixty five percent. Yes, I'd say that's whereabouts. I'd put it. Yeah, I, I quite liked it. You did. Honest. I found it funny. Yeah. Um, it was, I was sat here and I Rob came in and I said I needed to watch these films. He's like, oh, what ones have you got to watch? I said, like, oh, well, there's one called Starship Troopers. And he was like, Starship Troopers? I was like, yes. He ran, put the yeah. TV on, found it on Disney Plus and was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching it now. I was like, it, That's what okay. it is. It's one of those films. Um, yeah, we were so excited to watch it. So, yeah. Every- <laughs> Quite it's like quite it's liked the, it. I think like another thing again that touched upon as well was like the with you and I'd let you go into because you worded it perfectly when you said it, but like with the gore aspect. Yeah, well, I mean, it's very interesting comparing it to sort of those uh, the the same genre movies that are made now. Um, like producers now w- would see a thing like Starship Troopers and say. Oh, we need less gore, much less gore. Maybe not even any blood. Um, certainly no nudity, um, because they want to have it a sort of a twelve rating or something like that. Whereas, in uh, I mean, a lot of Paul Verhoeven's work, including like Total Recall and stuff like that, there's such a sort of an enjoyable level of violence that's so ridiculous and so unnecessary, but it's so fun because it's it's just it it, it makes it feel like. I mean, it's clearly like, you know, in many ways, I mean, I know it's a satire and it's, it's talking about very intelligent stuff, but in many ways, it's very goofy and very kiddie. And I and just to have like loads of violence and stuff in the middle of that makes it so much more enjoyable. And I think a lot of producers now are very um, wary of creating that because they're afraid of limiting their audience. Um, and also, I mean, it, it's funny as well, because I mean, with this film, I was slightly skeptical and I'm still slightly skeptical about it, but it's sort of, um, I, I feel like I, I enjoy more reading about it than I did actually watching it. Cause you, cause, and, and, and Lawrence actually, I mean, we talked about it a few days ago. He actually like pointed out things to me, which I, I think would make my second experience more, um, enlightening. But, but I, th- I think also I've been watching a lot of Rick and Morty recently, which we'll probably get to <laughs> later on. And I think, I mean, I think obviously Rick and Morty was inspired in part by Starship Troopers, but I think Rick and Morty, because they go deep into like the actual civilizations that they visit in, in many ways, whereas in Starship Troopers, they don't really go into the history of the um, the spiders in any way. And I think if they did do that, it would push the satire even further. But then again, I was reading about it again before I came on here. It, it the way they've done it kind of fits with the whole propaganda model which they're which the film is trying to take and so in a way you don't you don't want a, a sort of another layer to them because that that destroys the whole propaganda aspect yeah. to it but also also I, I was really interested in the structure of of this film in terms of like the genres it takes on so it starts off it starts off with that news broadcast where it's clearly like you know all out sci-fi and then it goes to earth a sort of uh, then it goes a sort of dystopian 
um, Earth, and then it enters a high school movie, which is very strange. And then once they go off to the army, it's very much a Vietnam yeah. movie. You know, I mean, very inspired by Full Metal Jacket and just like everything like that. Then they go into there's a sci-fi model, and it's like it's it was a really like it was always really disorienting, but I I did enjoy it. Um, I, I thought it could have been slightly funnier, um, but I think. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it to the end, especially like Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> who was a very odd. It's very odd seeing him that young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's great. It's just like a bunch of fun, isn't it? And my favorite bits when they go on mm. Planet P to that base, and they <laughs> and they just get <laughs> fucked over by the bugs. It's just like this is a trap, isn't it? It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it, like. Again, it's another one I bought. I don't know. I keep buying these films, but it's a lot of fun. My, you know, I think Alex, my middle one, he watched it. He loved it. Um, found it very funny. Obviously, there was naked women in it. He liked that. Um, do, 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 you also, do, do you also think that Paul Verhoeven has a thing for teeth? He has. Uh, I I feel like, especially with Denise Richards, it's almost like she was directed to say, "Yeah, yeah, sh- sh- show some teeth, Denise. <laughs> show some teeth." And she gets it in the air, like that. And it was the same with one of the one of the male soldiers as well. Um, he had really distinctive. Yeah, teeth. the uh, the second, like his second in command, right? Uh, yeah, just really bright and just really sort of perfect. Just like, going you know, into that, going uh, into that, which just I don't know why this reminded me, but that's another thing I love about this film is that it sets up these characters where like I wouldn't say it gives them so like loads and loads of backstory and personalities, but you kind of get a feel for each of them and then it just the film just yeah. unrelentlessly goes like bop bop takes yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. like guy in the training field where he takes his helmet off and it's just yeah, yeah. That, that was very that was very saving yeah. private ride wasn't it that was just like, on a training ground <laughs> the use of live fire rounds and it's got um and one yeah. of the generals is um hank from breaking bad yeah. yes yes you're right yeah, yeah. what well, wasn't there a, there was a really weird shot where he was talking to his soldiers yeah and it looked like he was made to look taller, or that he had a body that wasn't really his. <laughs> it, was a re- it was a really weird shot. I've got to try and remember it, but yeah, it was really because he's obviously we know he's yeah. short because of Breaking Bad, but I feel like he was made to look much taller than he actually. There's was. a lot in that film. It's um, probably like <laughs> yeah. So, so um, Jake Boosie, right? I think his middle his nickname's the Tooth. <laughs> so he's got he's got the big teeth. Mm. See, I've watched him in a few, few films, and he makes me laugh every time. But you know his dad, the guy is, from Predator Two, Gar- Gary yeah. Boosie, <laughs> All right. who is mad as a hatter, isn't he? <laughs> so, like, if you ever watch any of his films, but I thought he was really every scene. He was like, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and he he was superb, but um, he was kind of the bully at first, wasn't he? And then mm. then they become best friends. But no, I thought he was great in it all the way through. Um, so do you want to spend some more time talking about this or just tell people to go watch it um, uh, go watch it I'd say it's a yeah. fun time you don't have to you don't have to really sit and give it you know every single bit of it is very much to be taken as I guess a fun sort of very gory uh, it's got 
good effects the the cgi really does hold up um i mean yes there are certain parts but there are just certain effects that like where especially when they're interacting with people think that they're they're great um and yeah i'd say give it a watch i think yeah in many ways it's the opposite to the lighthouse <laughs> the polar yeah, opposite. Very, very, very <laughs> there's a very different feeling at the end there's very long though starship troopers i think I remember rightly, it felt very long. It's had about two hours. I think it? so, yeah. Yeah, your lighthouse was nearly a couple of hours, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think lighthouse, yeah, was about yeah. two hours and something. So, I'd give that seven bonus. Jess, probably seven as well. Seven, mm-hmm. yeah. But mine's slightly lower. I'll probably go about six, only because. But it might, it might improve as I when I watch it again, because I, I feel like I probably will watch it again at some point. But yeah, six from mine's me. a solid eight. I, I love it. It's good, oh, good film. He's, he's, I picked two. I picked two films that he's throwing out bonus and all. I, 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 you know, <laughs> absolutely throwing his bonus up. Uh, <laughs> we used to, we used to say that when you went to the clubs, didn't we? The rest of <laughs> throw out our bonus. Hello, <laughs> 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 we just throw out our bonus. <laughs> go chapel, go, go chapel. chapel, throw out our bonus. <laughs> 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 That's a nightclub in Salisbury, yeah. oh, not not a yeah, not an actual great. chapel. <laughs> sounds great. So, shall we move on to what we've been watching over the last couple of weeks? What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Now, I've watched a fair bit. Um, I'm only going to talk about a couple of movies. No, three movies. Um, but I have been watching Loki, so I've been enjoying that. And I expect you guys will want to talk about that. Um, mm. Unless you spoke about it last week. I think I've watched three episodes. Is there a fourth now? Yeah. Uh, there'll be a fourth tomorrow. No, I think, this, is there? Okay. Or is it, or We've got four number fives tomorrow. Right. Oh, okay. okay. So I've still got, well, I have a couple more now, um, which is great fun. I'm enjoying that. Actually, I'm enjoying that more than. What was the other one? Um, WandaVision. What was it? Yes. I'm enjoying it more than that. It's more fun. Mm. Um, a film I watched on Prime, and I got no idea why I watched it. I don't know. It was called Tall Men. And basically, there was some very odd acting in it. Um, and it was a, a bit of a cheaper film, not as cheap as Swamp Ape. But it was a story of a guy who had gone bankrupt. Um, he kept spending lots of money, so he'd gone bankrupt. And he signed off his bankruptcy thing. And then someone sent him kind of a letter through the post um, saying, you know, we're off you, you know, some more credit. And he's not meant to ever take credit again. That was the deal we made. Um, so he takes the credit and starts. He bought a car and he gets a bill. And, and the kind of interest is like, 400% was that. So something ridiculous. Anyway, he bought a car for six grand and it was, he got a bill for 45 grand and needed to be paid that day or it went up again the next day. And, uh, and then these guys start following him around in a vehicle and they're these massive tall men and then they pay him a visit and uh, break all his fingers um, and terrorize him basically for doing what, he had done, and I don't know what they got out of it or anything else, but it, it was kind of a cycle. Um, they did it to him, and they and they did it to others, and it was 
It was about two hours long, and it was one of these films. I just thought I should turn this off. I kept thinking it every ten fifty. I should really turn this off, but I stuck with it, and yeah, I should have turned it off really after about <laughs> fifteen minutes. But um, it, it was it was interesting to say, Liddy. So I didn't know what way it was going, um, at all. It, it did kept changing, and it's certainly the the finger the fingers getting broken. There's these three massive blokes called Tick, Tack and Toe. I don't know how they got that one. It was just, <laughs> so it's on Prime, Larry. Tall Men. I think it got like three and a half on IMBD. So it's it's up there. Tall Men. Um, <laughs> tall Men, it's called. You men. have to at least give it. Tall Man. Because the Tall Man, I like from uh, whatever it is. I've got memory blank again. Um, so I watched that and I watched The Witch, which we know about. The other thing I want to talk about and I, this is the second time I'd ever watched it. It had been quite a while since I watched it. It was called Dread. And what a film that is. And I'm amazed there wasn't a second or a third so one. Because apparently there was going to be a trilogy. And it's so good. It had Bones from Star Trek in it, um, playing Dread. Carl yeah? Urban, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so, so good. It was, have you seen it, Jess? It's about Judge Dredd. It is yes. Is that from the eighties? Dredd. No, not the not, not the, the Stallone. Yeah, I was going to say not the oh the yeah. recent two thousand twelve. Yeah, it yeah. is great. Carl Urban, really? yeah. as in yeah. as yes. in the bloke the boy, from Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, and the boys as well. And yeah, the boys. Yeah. honestly, give great. it a watch. And if you've never, I'm surprised you haven't okay. seen that. If you haven't, it's fantastic. Really good. It's a shame because mm. it, it didn't. That's some good didn't get the uh, a, a, appraisal that it should have deserved. So they just decided to drop it, like all of the sequels, and which is. Wasn't um, there a big picture of Judge Dredd painted on a wall at college? Yeah, there was. When you came yeah. back, yeah, he was like the logo for the yeah, media Yeah, department. when you came up the stairs, <laughs> right? On the stairs. on the Yeah, and it was like a big... Wow, how you remembered that? Yeah. Fair play. That's only popped us back into our head again. Like, yeah, because that was second That was second year <laughs> yeah. when they built all the stuff and then it got put onto the wall for the film, for the film media and yeah. game-making department. Yeah, so the whole media d- department had a logo of just... Just yeah. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. Stayed up late to watch it. Yeah, I've been playing more Rust. How are you, Larry? What have you been watching? Uh, so I watched with my dad the other day The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. Oh, I'm saving that, yeah. I haven't heard great uh, things about that. It, like, <laughs> so the, the best way to put it is we were watching it and... After every certain scene, we were just there, like get. We were there going, "This is going to happen next," and then it would, and you'd sit there and go, "Right, I wonder how it'll end. Will they? Will <laughs> they play into this?" And I think that's where the my enjoyment came from it because we were just sat there going back and forth, like, "Oh, if it ends stereotypically like this, and if it does this," but I have to say, I, what I what I did like about it was I thought the acting was really good. I thought, um, yeah, it, it, it's a decent film. It's not a bad film. It's just if you're going into it going like, Oh, I want something new and fresh. I mean, you've seen, you've, you have seen the film before just, they just using, you know, just t- tiny little changes and stuff, which is a, it's, it's, it's Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris it? Pratt. And, um, Oh, JK Simmons. Um, mm. and yeah, like again, it, it, I think the best way to put it is if you go and watch it, you will start it. And as it goes on, you'll go, this will happen next. And then it does happen. You kind of go, 
maybe I was lucky. And then by about the seventeenth time, you're like, "Is this how it's going to end?" And then, and and <laughs> what's uh, what's annoying is they've done that already. That typical thing with like Army of the Dead, where they're like, "Oh, we want a sequel, and we want uh, we want a third film. We want to make this a trilogy of films." And it, it take really takes away from the enjoyment when you know that before. So you go in going, "Well, set up." you know there's little breadcrumbs left for like all oh, sequel bait and it's it's a shame but um loki been watching that as well i think that's fantastic i won't obviously go into what happened in four but obviously if you've seen four i'm looking forward to tomorrow's episode to find out what's going to happen um from that um yeah what else did i watch i watched quite a few things i they were mainly on streaming though so i watched um uh, it was after Starship Troopers on Disney Plus. They had another. Um, oh, th- that was it. The uh, I was able to watch The Empty Man again, which I really could not recommend enough to. What's that? On? Well, because I want to watch so it. So it's coming back to Disney Plus again oh, on the ninth, or or it might be today. Actually, it might be the sixth. It's either the sixth okay, or the ninth. I might watch that tonight. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's. It's honestly like I couldn't recommend it enough. It's weird and it's does it does take some experimental aspects into it. But what I quite enjoyed was that it's quite I don't know, I found it quite I wouldn't say scary, scary, but I did find it kind of like borderline of this is quite, you know, not it, it left me on the ed- edge of my seat a bit sometimes. And I've watched it twice now, where each time I'm like, Yeah, this is actually pretty decent. Um and then yeah. yeah. Um, that's other, next. That's next to my other list. Other than so. that, just like I said at the beginning, just played um some some chivalry too, uh, which again would recommend. Chivalry. Yeah. You in? Uh well lots of things. Uh so um I, I suppose the most relevant one, uh I saw Black Widow uh last week because they held a special screening in Leicester Square. Um it's all right. It it, it I, I you know I've heard a lot of positive things and that's great. And I I think if you're a big MCU fan, I think you'll really like it. But what's really confusing for me is that it's the first one of the new Phase Four stage of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, despite the fact that it's set during the events of Phase Three. Yeah. So it's set it's set between Civil War and Infinity War. Um, and it's okay. I'm, I'm, I, I do think Florence Pugh is the best thing about it, um, and even she's kind of yeah. She, yeah, she's great in everything she does. But but even then, I I feel like she's been harnessed a bit. She's she's very funny in the film, but she's a bit harnessed. And so, I it, it was it was it was fun. It was enjoyable, and I, I do recommend seeing it at the cinema if you'll see it anywhere, because. Mm. I feel like it's coming to Disney Plus on premium release um, on Friday as well. But I feel like it's a film. I I I reckon if I just watched it on streaming, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Um, but because it was in at the cinema, it was like an event, and it was really fun um, and stuff like that. Um, what were the after credit scenes like I've, without revealing anything? Were they? Did they set up? Did they um, set up anything good? Or they set up? They set up for a certain character to probably make another another film cool. and thing which i'm not too you know i'm not I, i'm I, I i'm not too fussed about it's fine you know I, it'll be quite interesting to see where they go with it um nice. so yeah that's black widow that's coming out tomorrow wednesday and cinemas um 
I've also been watching Loki, and it's um, but I've also been alongside that. I've been watching Rick and Morty. Uh, series five has just, or season five has just as, as is coming out weekly now. And I watched the first episode of season five, and I was like, I really miss Rick and Morty, so I'm just going to watch them all again. <laughs> um, and I did, and it's funny watching Loki at the same time because I mean, loads of people were saying that Loki's just like Doctor Who, and even though I agree with that, I think it's much more similar to Rick and Morty um in the way in the directions they go and i wasn't surprised to find out that the writer creator of loki was actually a writer on rick and morty as well so it's um it's it's not it's not uh surprising um i've also been re-watching the sopranos um in preparation for um the upcoming prequel movie that's coming out in october i think um it it's funny. I haven't watched it since I was a teenager, and after about three episodes, it, it's abundantly clear that's my favorite TV show of all time. And that's 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 you know after I think in the meantime between watching Sopranos as a teenager and now I watch you know Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Dexter, and all that stuff. And I still I just every episode of Sopranos is just a just absolute genius. Um, so yeah, I'm watching that. Um, and also, I watched um, an interesting Danish film called Another Round, which stars Mads Mikkelsen. Um, it's about it's about four middle aged teachers who um, go on this sort of there's this like pseudo scientific theory that suggests you have to have your alcohol blood alcohol content to 0.5 percent, um, and so every day they drink um like through their lessons and everything they drink in order to try and and it ends up you know obviously predictably ends up just them just getting absolutely shit-faced and just trying to teach lessons and stuff it's a really good film it won the it won the international feature oscar um and it's um it's really really fun and i really enjoyed it and it's also it left me in the sort of existential stupor like days afterwards <laughs> which is an interesting feeling you get from a comedy um that's cool. but yeah that's a good one too brilliant Jess. Uh, so Loki, of course, I've been watching. I've been really enjoying it. As you mentioned, the uh, Doctor Who thing, I do find one of the characters really reminds me of Jodie Whittaker, mm. and it kind of puts me off. Because <laughs> I, I thought you go to a compliment. <laughs> you know, I have not enjoyed any of the new Doctor Who with Jodie Whittaker. Nothing mm, against I her. I, I think it's the writers, and yeah, I just have not enjoyed. It. I think I enjoyed maybe one episode since she's been on, uh, which is a real shame. Um, so that kind of put me off that character a bit um but otherwise i've really enjoyed it also a note to anyone who's planning on watching it uh season four does have an end credit scene don't miss it because the other episodes didn't um so i'm very glad i noticed that that mm-hmm. did uh which also mm-hmm. a lot of memes have come out of i don't know if you've seen <laughs> no yeah i've seen a few yeah <laughs> yeah which has been very enjoyable i don't even know what a meme is so, uh, so oh God, there you go yeah, let's um, not go into it. Yeah, that's not. This I don't even know we're already an <laughs> ten minutes in. That's no. Um, so then I watched. Uh, I've been rewatching Dexter. Oh, uh, yeah, because obviously they announced there's going to finally be a new season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know where they're going with that. Like, if they could just erase the last couple seasons and then mm, start yeah. this from there. It was all a dream. Yeah. yeah um, but we'll we'll see about that. So yeah, I've been enjoying that. And I also finally watched uh, Disney's uh, The Lion King, 
like live action, I guess, remake. Um, I'm too afraid to go near it. (laughs) um, I genuinely really, really enjoyed it. Um, It looks incredible. The only thing I didn't enjoy was that Beyonce plays uh, Nala Mm -hmm. as an adult. And I I hate when movies do that because they do it just so that they have the uh, musician obviously in to do the songs. Um, But I didn't really like her voice for Nala. Um, So, yeah, but otherwise the film was amazing. Really good. Um, But yeah, that's it really. I've been playing Dark Souls, so that's been fun, learning how to play that because that's a a game. That's that's a game. Um, Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't rage quit yet, so that's good. <laughs> so next week, oh, the week after, whenever we do it, um, we've had a couple of weeks. We've only released a couple in the last month, but it's hence where it's everyone's been so busy. Maybe we'll release more. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, so the next episode probably we should do is the witch. What's your yep. I agree. Yeah, we get one. Yeah, so we we do the witch because I want to watch it. That'd be my third watch when I watch it again. But I think I got a lot more from it the second time. There is a lot going on in it, and I love the main actor. Um, what's his name? The one from the office. Um, I don't remember his name. Bit of just Finchy. Yeah. <laughs> Finch, Finchy from the office. His voice is just amazing. I struggled with some of the language. Um, actually, what they were saying. Um, but yeah, we, we, we should visit that and then you guys can explain what's going on to me, <laughs> going on. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a, it's a tricky one. So that would be our episode 57. So, okay. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's the bones horror pod, Facebook bones, horror podcast, Instagram, Jess's thing, bones Horror pod. You can email us at bones, uh, bones horror pod at gmail.com. Um, we need reviews. No one leaves us any. I don't know if anyone actually gets as far into the podcast. We don't know, but please leave us one. That'd be good. Much appreciated. So we will be back soon with episode 57, The Witch. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>